It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, potatoes, the story of the day. We'll take a look at the potato crop, but the most important story in potatoes is uh, hot to mash potatoes come out last night at the uh, Osseo Lutheran Church. They were almost all gone. Really? Yes, we served up about 850 meals. Really? 850 meals? Yep, and then... um, there was a few potatoes left, so really? I don't know. So how I, many? Uh, how many did you uh, did you peel and mash and add the milk <laughs> and add the butter? What did you do? Actually, they were a well oiled machine when I got there, so I did not do any of the peeling or mashing. What I did, did you do? I did some cleanup and set up of some of the tables and stuff. Oh boy, eight hundred plus meals, huh? Yep, eight hundred plus meals. It's uh, I mean, we run two line. Well, we run actually. Four lines of filling up the containers, and yep. and the, there were cars lined up. We started at four thirty. There was cars lined up at three thirty waiting. Wow, good deal. So what what went on besides mashed potatoes? Uh, meatballs. Yeah. You got your left side. You got your gravy. Rutabagas. That's a big hit, I guess. Oh, yeah. uh, they can have all the rutabagas. <laughs> I don't need any of them. And then corn, and then you get a pumpkin bar. Oh boy! So. I'll tell you, you put on many more meals like that, you don't have to take up a collection on Sunday. You'll make enough money on the meals. Yeah, well, but part of it is it's real mashed potatoes, so that takes a lot of of work work ahead of time. They were boiling them outside when I got there. Oh, were they really? In the turkey cookers is what I always call them. Well, that's good. So a good, successful meal. And we'll talk about the uh, potato crop in Wisconsin, the harvest of the potatoes. As that's going along, a lot of people don't realize that... uh, Fall potatoes in Wisconsin is a big, big deal. In central Wisconsin, up in Barron County, there's all kinds of potatoes. I think we're number four or five as far as fall potatoes are concerned. I actually think we're number three. Because are we? I think I it's okay. Idaho is first, Washington is second, and then I think Wisconsin okay. is number three. I didn't look lately, but uh, yeah, potatoes are a big deal in Wisconsin, no question about it. And lots of other stuff to talk about as well. We'll talk to our old buddy Pat Sternitsky, and Pat, of course, uh, from the Granton area, state FFA officer. He's going to get his uh, his uh, honorary American degree at the convention this uh, what a couple of weeks down in Indianapolis hey, FFA well, convention next week. Is it next week already? Yep, next week. Oh, by golly, it is! Holy man, time flies. So I'll have to catch up with him and yeah, have a chat. You'll be down there as well. Yep, I go. I leave on Sunday, actually, with the state FFA office. And you'll be doing some programs, courtesy of some uh, good sponsors. Co- courtesy of Compeer Financial and Citizen State Bank of Loyal. All right, so we thank those folks, and uh, you'll be sure and listen to that. As we have, as always, lots of participation from our Wisconsin FFA members down at the National FFA Convention in Indianapolis. Well, they finally. 
got her done in the House. It took a while, but the Republicans finally got their act together and unanimously on the Republican side elected a guy from Louisiana, conservative Louisiana guy, is going to be taking over the Speaker of the House. I'd give you his name, but I don't know it. Do you know it? Is it Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson. Yeah, it's a hard name. Oh, tough one. I couldn't remember that. (laughs) Mike Johnson of Louisiana is the new Speaker of the House. We'll see how he does. And uh, he's a conservative, uh, Trump acolyte. He uh, thinks the election in 2020 was fixed. We'll see. We'll see how that sits in Washington. Just what we need to get things done. So, but we'll see. And more rain in the forecast. You dumped your rain gauge out. Another inch and a half. I had. And what was it today before? An inch and six tenths. So All right, a little so, over three inches. So we're getting the ground moisture recharged as we go into winter, but it's slowing the harvest down. Obviously, things are coming to a scratching halt. But uh, as we get into the weekend, early part of next week, look for some frost. As it looks like uh, on Monday night into Tuesday, it's going to get down to about 22. So, again, we'll we'll get some frost. you got some plants you want to protect for a while yet. Uh, take care of them as we get uh, closer to the end of the weekend. But, again, more rain. Not a lot of sun between now and, well, early next week. We'll talk about that. And we have a new Hereford, National Hereford Queen, and... For the second year in a row, the Hereford Queen, National Hereford Queen, is from Wisconsin. And I think that's really neat. I do, too. I do, too. She, uh, let's see. Let me get her name here. The Wisconsin Hereford Association has some exciting news to share. She was selected down at the American Royal. You ever been down to the American Royal in Kansas City and shown cattle? No, I have not. The American right. Royal used to run at the same time as National FFA Convention. So. Yeah, and the National Farm Bro- our Farm Broadcasters Convention, too. I used to go down there to the uh, Royal, spend a half a day down there. It was always a good time, that's for sure. But uh, her name is Marie Prodel, and uh, she's from over in Algoma, Wisconsin, that over by uh, over on the Lake Michigan side of the state. So congratulations. So we'll get, we'll get more on that as well. So we got lots to talk about today. Farm First Dairy Cooperative uh, leader Jeff Lyon has uh, put a support in for a bill in the Senate that would uh, give us a little relief for our milk haulers who've been kind of, well, singled out by law enforcement, uh, and they've been getting some fines. Big four meat packers going back into court. So lots to talk about this morning here on Wax, including the weather. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's still wet out there, raining across the area. Not everybody's seen it, but a lot of folks are today. High about 61, down to just 51 tonight. And a cool front is coming through. As we said, 51 overnight. The high tomorrow on Friday is only going to be 52 with a chance of rain early. So, uh, again, it looks like uh, Friday night high school football should be okay as far as the Rain is concerned, and temperature shouldn't be too bad. If you're playing Saturday night, then it's going to get a little colder. High on Saturday, only 36. Again, a chance of some precipitation. 37 and cloudy on Sunday. Overnight Sunday night into Monday, 32. Monday, 35. But overnight Monday night into Tuesday, down to 22, as we're looking at pretty cloudy conditions. Right now, in the Chippewa Valley, I don't even know what the temperature is here. Did we check? It's about 50 degrees or something like that. We'll check and let you know, but uh, again, everybody right now is pretty much in the low 50s around our area. Be careful. There is flooding in Jackson County with all the rain we've had. Some of the roads are closed. The Black River and 
really flowing, so be careful down that way. And, you know, Buffalo, Clark County as well, but uh, some flooding in Jackson County, some of the roads, water over it, so be just, just be careful. It's foggy, it's misting out there, it's uh, not going to be much sunshine the next few days. Hey, it's 5 o'clock, a minute after. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. Lewiston, Maine police are releasing more information about the person of interest in Wednesday night's mass shooting that killed at least 20 people. A manhunt is on for Robert Card. Card is considered armed and dangerous. He's a person of interest, however, and that's what we'll uh, label him at uh, moving forward until that changes. If people see him, they should not approach Card or make contact with him in any way. Maine State Police say Card recently reported mental health issues, including hearing voices and threats to shoot up the National Guard base in Saco, Maine. A new report says Israel has agreed to delay its expected Gaza offensive. Brian Shuck reports. The Wall Street Journal says the U.S. wants to position missile defenses to protect American troops against Iran-backed attacks. Two dozen American military personnel were injured last week in a series of drone attacks at U.S. bases in Iraq and Syria. The attacks came amid rising tensions in the region over the conflict in Israel. I'm Brian Shook. President Biden is congratulating Mike Johnson on winning the speaker's race. The president called Johnson and said he looks forward to working together to find common ground on behalf of the American people. In a statement released earlier, Biden called on lawmakers to act responsibly. Michael Cohen took the witness stand in former President Trump's civil fraud trial and spoke to reporters afterwards. He's got the wrong guy to intimidate. As you've seen, I have haven't stopped since I don't know how many years now, and I won't until, as I said, accountability is had. Trump is accused of inflating the value of his business assets to get more favorable loans, with Cohen given testimony on how he would manipulate the numbers. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, be careful in some areas with all the rain we've had over the last few days. We've got some flooding, especially in Jackson County along the Black River, Buffalo, Clark County. Be careful. Some water over the roads because also some fog out there and misting this morning. So uh, it's not going to clear up anytime soon either. All right. We've got 61, the forecast high today with the rain and the mist continuing. Be careful of the fog. 51 overnight tonight, 52 tomorrow. Chance of rain early. And then over the weekend, in the next week, we're only going to get into the 30s. Cloudy chance of rain off and on during that period. Monday night into Tuesday, it's going to get down to about 22. So that hard frost we've been looking for, it's on its way. Right now, everybody in the area, Rice Lake, Medford, Wausau, Marshfield, even Eau Claire, in the 50s. Lacrosse is 60. Green Bay, 53. Madison, Sun Prairie, it's 62. Milwaukee, it's 65. And it is 57 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our trucker buddy John from over the Stratford area, he drives around the country, checks in with us. And even down around Chicago, it's raining and fog. So, again, be careful out there. All right, Jill, cash livestock markets as we uh, get towards the end of the week here. Choice fed beef steers are 173 to 187 with mixed at 172 and down. 
Choice-fed beef heifers are 173 to 186, with mixed heifers 115 to 172. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 157 to 184. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 154 to 168, with select and silage-fed steers 128 to 153. Cows are 74 to 91, with a top of 120. Bulls are 105 to 125. Butcher hogs are 50 to 80, with sows at 46 to 56, and boars at 11 to 21. New crop market lambs are 165 to 182. Feeder lambs are 25 to 190, with ewes at 57 to 105. And small goats are 20 to $140. Medium goats are 65 to 190. Large goats are 85 to 360. And nanny goats are 25 to $50. At the Mercantile Exchange, prices kind of turned around higher across the board for cattle and hogs. October live cattle, 181.12. That was up $1.12. December closed, 179.42, up 80 cents. February live cattle, 181.50. That was up 65. And April at 183.82, up 40 cents. Feeder cattle, November contracts, 238.05, up 262. January at 236.55, up $1.70. March, 239.22, up $1.60. April at two forty three fifty seven up a dollar thirty two, but some catching up to do earlier in the week. They were down over six dollars, but uh, turn around now. Lean hogs December sixty seven fifty up a dollar twelve. February hogs seventy seventy up a dollar twenty two. April at seventy six seventy seven, also up a dollar twenty two. And May up a dollar fifteen at eighty two ninety seven. Board of Trade was lower, both corn, soybeans, and, well, in fact, throw wheat in there down over the trade yesterday. Main reason is rain in South America down in Brazil where they're planting their crop right now, the corn going in. And so uh, that looks like good weather down there in South America as they continue to challenge and take our export markets. And that put pressure on prices yesterday and uh, overnight. December corn down two cents again at four seventy eight. Oats down a nickel at three eighty eight. December wheat down three at five sixty five. January soybeans up a penny at thirteen ten. December meal down six dollars a ton at four hundred twenty three dollars and twenty cents. Dairy markets lower again yesterday. Barrel cheese a dollar seventy down three and a half. Blocks a dollar seventy three down a cent and a quarter. Butter down six and a half at three thirty a pound. October class three up a penny at sixteen eighty nine. November down twelve at seventeen fifty five. December down eighteen at seventeen thirty eight. January down thirteen at seventeen seventy two. And February down six at eighteen eleven. So that's the way the markets look. We're going to hear about cheese curds. Uh, our buddy Pat Sternitsky is. Uh, Gone into business selling cheese curds, kind of an interesting project. We're going to hear about that next on Wax. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. For years, Pat Stranitsky in central Wisconsin was the editor of the Wisconsin Ag Connection. He was a Wisconsin FFA officer and did a lot of media work. Kind of gave that up to get into uh, some other things. And uh, Pat cheese curds, the ultimate Wisconsin dairy product, I guess we could say, because uh, when you go someplace, did you bring any cheese curds is the question you always get. 
Tell me about now, since you gave up the egg connection, your involvement in the cheese curd industry. What are you doing? It's a crazy story, and I, it's not one I really saw coming. So the story is, is we, we had Wisconsin Egg Connection for 20 years. So after 20 years of egg media, I guess you could call it 25 with my radio days. I was a farm broadcaster in Marshfield in the 90s. So 25 years of egg media, and you and Pam have been my colleagues, and that was the honor of my life as well. Uh, but we decided after 25 years to try different things. So we put Wisconsin up, Wisconsin Egg Connection up for sale. It was a farm news website for many years and sold that. But we kept the other half of our company. So what the other half of what we did for all these years since 1999 was website design under the brand name U.S. Agnet. So for years, uh, hundreds of farm equipment dealers, manufacturers, auctioneers, uh, PDPW's website, Wisconsin FFA, we've done a lot of website work in the state. And so we, we kept that part of it. And so when we gave up the news and kept the website part of it, my wife Lisa and I sat down and said, well, can we build a, w- a website for ourselves and s- start a side hustle, if you will? So we looked at a lot of things and we came to the realization, which to this day I can't believe, but we came up to the realization that there's not one website on the entire internet dedicated to just cheese curds. <laughs> so, now this isn't talking about cheese curds no. and telling people what they are. It's it's a business that you're selling cheese curds. How does this work? Yeah, so we what we found is, you know, a lot of dairy companies and cheese stores and even Amazon.com, you could get cheese curds, but we found out that there wasn't one website dedicated to just selling cheese curds. So in July, we launched a website called RealWisconsinCheeseCurds.com and with that brand name, Real Wisconsin, we can eventually get into maple syrup and honey and, you know, maybe even Christmas trees someday. So it could really, there's a lot of potential with that name, Real Wisconsin. But cheese curds is the spoke of the wheel, if you will, because it's kind of undermarketed and like you said, everybody has a story of somebody out of state who wants cheese curds so we jumped in and it's starting to take off already so where are you getting the cheese curds because i know you're not producing you're not <laughs> buying milk and making cheese curds nope i haven't had cows in a long time so uh, we're close uh, proximity wise to nasonville dairy and i've known the hymans all my life and they have a really good reputation in the dairy industry so we uh we met with them and said would you produce a private label for us so we're selling basically the nasonville product but under the brand name real wisconsin cheese curds and the nice thing is they have a lot of different varieties and whatnot another neat story about all this uh is where we're doing this. So we bought the old Agriview building in Marshfield. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but Agriview newspaper that get, you comes in your mail every week was started in Marshfield and was in Marshfield for the first 15 years of its existence. Well, my wife and I bought that old building and we, we moved our web design business there and we made this our cheese curd distribution center. So that's just kind of another neat story that something that was an agricultural property is once again, and that's where we're doing that business from. Now, this is uh, just mail order. You don't have a walk-in store at that building, do you, or do you? Nope, nope. So this is just an online delivery service. So if you go to realwisconsincheesecurds.com, um, you know, you'll get all of our varieties. We have the yellow and the white, which are traditional, but you can get maple bacon or buffalo um, taco. There's all kinds of different ones. We're soon going to get into breaded cheese curds. Um, and anytime we can come up with something kind of clever and unique, uh, we also plan to start uh, doing gift boxes during the holiday season. So maybe if you have, you know, relatives in Arizona or Miami and you don't know what to get them for Christmas, go to the website and send them a gift box. And uh, there's a lot of interesting dairy people in Wisconsin. You mentioned the Hymans, the Granders, dairy you go to Culver's and you're eating the Granders cheese curds and uh, so there's a lot of history here. There is and I have a hilarious story about that. This is just a total coincidence, but I love telling the story. So, LaGranders Hillside Dairy is in Stanley, Wisconsin. Like you said, they provide all the cheese curds for every Culver's restaurant in the country, right? So, LaGranders Hillside Dairy was started by a fellow by the name of Danny LaGrander, who's passed away a couple years ago. Danny LaGrander was born and raised in the house I live in right now. (laughs) 
It's just a total coincidence. I'm in Chile, Wisconsin, in the middle of Clare County, uh, and it's neat to see, and I tell my kids, it's neat to see that this little boy grew up in this house and started a big company, and now look what that company is doing. Anybody can do anything in this country. So if this continues to be successful, and, and how has business done, and where are some of the places you've sent cheese curds? Well, I think easily 20 to 25 states already. In fact, few of them are Wisconsin. You know, we're getting orders from Miami, Denver, Colorado, uh, New York State, and people just Google Wisconsin cheese curds, and, and our site will often pop up. Um, so we do a lot of Google advertising. We started a Facebook page. In fact, we just started a little contest where if you like and follow our Facebook page, we're going to select one random follower every week between now and Christmas to get free cheese curds. So of course that made the thing blow up. Um, and so yeah, it's starting to take off. I'm kind of walking before I run, if you will. I've never been in the mail delivery business before. I'm an old ag journalist, you know, but I've always run businesses and I was excited about this. And so we're just doing it slowly and learning and I have a lot of mentors and it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And again, Pat Stranitsky from over in Chile, realwisconsincheesecurds.com. If you want to send cheese curds to someone you know, love, or whatever, around the country or maybe around the world, I don't know. But anyway, a, a neat operation that, uh, that Pat has started. And uh, Jill, I know you've talked to Pat as well. He's excitable, isn't he? He is. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, he certainly does. So we wish Pat uh, good luck with that venture, realwisconsincheesecurds.com. And uh, in other farm news, Jill, it looks like uh, these meat packers are not making a lot of people happy. They are not. The country's big four meat packers are being called to court again. DTN Network reports that this time it's to the U.S. District Court in Northern Illinois on more price-fixing charges. Those four, Cargill, JBS USA, Tyson Foods, and National Beef Packing Company are being charged by four smaller packers with exploiting their market power in the meat market by conspiring to limit the supply of beef sold to buyers in the wholesale market. That action, the plaintiffs say, resulted in higher prices paid by smaller packers and the public. The charges claim that that scheme ran from January 2015 until the end of 2021. And JBS USA, well, that's their name. They're owned by a Chinese company. So, again, that's uh, the four big meat packers here in the country. And uh, I want you to skip down now because uh, Farm First Dairy Cooperative, uh, letting the state know that uh, we need something done about what's going on with the milk callers. Well, they have sent written testimony to the state Senate Committee on Transportation and Local Government to support of a bill that would give some relief to milk haulers around the state who are being constantly pulled over and fined for their loads. The proposed law, Senate Bill 431, would give the State Transportation Department the authority to issue annual or consecutive month permits that would allow haulers to move milk and milk byproducts in vehicles that could exceed highway weights Limits set up to a maximum of 98,000 pounds. Yeah, they're being pulled over consistently and constantly, as you said, and uh, getting some pretty hefty fines. And they're getting their, those fines, those are getting passed on, you know, and, and it's the axle weights. And if a truck isn't completely on the flat and it's tilted a little bit, more of that milk shifts and more weight on that uh, axle, even though the whole truckload might not be overweight. But, uh, you know, it's a very uh, fine line, and it's uh, it's very frustrating 
to be out there hauling milk and uh, being pulled over all the time. So and it's spreading around the state more and more. It was started right here in our part of the state and spreading more and more. But it's a problem, hopefully, that they can get this thing under control. they got to go to that proposed law, Senate Bill 431. We'll keep an eye on that and its progress through the Senate and through the legislature because, again, it, it's a challenge out there. And milk haulers are getting frustrated. They're putting in long hours. It's hard to find drivers in the first place. So uh, hopefully we can make some progress on that. Also coming up, the Wisconsin potato crop harvest. Yeah, not just corn and beans coming off. Also, we're looking at uh, taking the... Taking the potatoes off, and again, as we found out earlier, Jill did a little research, Wisconsin ranks third in fall potato production. Everybody, Idaho, Idaho, it's kind of like Wisconsin and California and milk, Idaho and potatoes, but uh, we're number three, a lot of potatoes, especially in the the sandier soils in Wisconsin, and we've got uh, a lot of potatoes up in Barron County, too, so it's a it's a big crop, and we're going to find out just exactly how the potato harvest is coming along and uh, what challenges uh, potato farmers are finding with their crop. It's 20 minutes after 5. Again, be careful out there if you're driving around. we got some fog, we got some mist, and we got some flooding, too, around certain areas, especially down in Jackson County. So be careful. We'll get to a potato update next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The potato harvest in Wisconsin is about wrapped up. The latest crop progress report from USDA says that 95% of the crop is harvested, and the word from growers is that it's looking good. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Mike Carter is the CEO of Bushman's Inc. based in Rosholt. He's also the chairman of Potatoes USA, which is the marketing arm for U.S. grown potatoes. He says the crop is actually looking good all over the country. However... High yields mean that storage will be tight and prices could falter. So the challenge is on for the industry to make sure that there's demand for those spuds. First, Mike tells me how the harvest is wrapping up in other areas of the U.S. Yeah, so my counterparts out west are telling me um, that they feel like, or they, it, it looks to them like the volumes, the yields are going to be at average, if not slightly above average, and they're looking at high quality this year. There weren't any uh, major rain events uh, throughout the, the country. There, you know, we haven't seen freezes that would that would create some problems in storage. Um, you know, here in Wisconsin, we we would say the same thing. I think across the country, we're looking at above average yields uh, and and good good quality here in Wisconsin. The other piece of that puzzle is is we're looking at uh, the size profile of our crop is looking large. Uh, so we're going to have some nice large potatoes that you can put in cartons and uh, traditionally those those are that's where you can get a premium and and uh, you know those those are the, the high value potatoes so so there's some some reasons to be optimistic I mean we're, we're seeing the same thing kind of all over the country Colorado out east uh, everybody's everybody's pretty happy with the crop and nobody's had a, any kind of weather disaster and so we're looking at I think uh, an abundance of product coming up for the for the upcoming market season. So big spuds and a lot of them. Do we have enough storage capacity for this yield? Everybody's getting creative. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any empty storages when we get, when it's all said and done. Um, you know, one one of the strategies that that's being used is, is 
some of the, the potatoes that we dug early, uh, we put them in storage. They went through the sweat, and then uh, we, can, we can run them out of the storage and then refill the bins. Uh, and that's just a function of the, the fact that the weather is cooperating to the point where we're not seeing any hard freezes or frosts in, in sight. So we're, we're able to do some creative things like that to deal with those challenges. We've also been able to run a fair amount off the field uh, for the same reason, just because the way the weather has turned out, we're, we're able to just keep them in the field and, and run them as we need them. So now, of course, you know, on the marketing on the challenge and the concern would be is how does that affect price? And so we know in agriculture when you have an abundance, it can, it can have some downward pressure on, on price points. But we feel like the demand is high enough where we should be able to, to hold those prices and, and uh, make sure that we maintain a decent return as the year goes on. That's kind of your job, isn't it, Mike, with Potatoes USA to make sure that there's a growing market out there for this nice supply, this bumper crop? That is 100% correct. That, that is, I mean, our, our mission is to, uh, to increase demand and, and to uh, protect the image of the potato. Um, if, if, if people are out there saying things that, that aren't true about the nutritional value of the potato, it's, it's our job to protect that reputation and, and make sure that things are factual. Um, one of the things I was, I was able to uh, go to this past summer, I was able to go to, to the Potatoes USA trade meeting, which was held over in Vietnam. And one of the things that we heard time and time and time again from our trade reps over, over there from all over the world was that there's a high demand for potatoes all over the world uh, and a super high demand for dehydrated potatoes. And so, I mean, yeah, we have a, a good-sized crop, and yeah, the yields are, are large, but we know worldwide that demand is enormous, and so it's our job to figure out how to, how to get them into the appropriate marketplaces. We talked about chipping potatoes, seed potatoes, potatoes that go into processing, but never dehydrated. Is that, is that not a large market share of what we're producing already? So there are dehydrators here in Wisconsin um, for different, um, different markets, um, and, and typically those would be, uh, there were, that product is made out of product that, that maybe doesn't look good to a consumer. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it, but it just doesn't have that, that good look to it that the, the consumer likes. And so we're able to make something decent out of it and profitable out of it. So it is a growing market. It's an ideal product for export because potatoes are, you know, any, you know say just for round numbers, 75 to 80% water. So shipping fresh potatoes there are challenges. You're shipping a lot of water. And so if you can dehydrate them and then ship them, first of all, they're shelf-stable at that point. Number two, you're not shipping all that water, so it's just way more efficient. So that sort of a product is tailor-made for, for export. And so there are some large dehydrators out west that I know are trying to fill that demand as well. What does a dehydrated potato look like? Well, there are a number of different products. Um, there's, a, there's a plant in Wisconsin that... Uh, primarily goes to pet food, and those are, are dices, little diced square cubes of, of potato. Uh, those go into pet food. There are other dehydrators that make a flake, which would be, think about the dehydrated potatoes you'd buy at the store. Uh, you open them up, they're kind of flaky. And that product has gotten way better than it used to be. 20 years ago, everybody had in their mind it was school lunch dehydrated potatoes, and they, were, they weren't all that great. And um, There have been a lot of upgrades and, and scientific developments to maintain the cell structure. So when you reconstitute them, they're just way better. 
And so the flakes, and then um, there's also kind of a granular, like little beads almost. Um, so it just all depends on, on the process. There are a few different ways you can process potatoes to make dehydrated product. Obviously, there will be also uh, potatoes will be processed into French fries and other frozen products that will be exported. There will be some fresh exported. But, it, you know, as you, as you look at the crop that we have and you look at the demand out there, so how do you, how do you line those two things up um, so that we can get the potatoes to where they need to be and they can continue to, to be profitable because we have the, the, the demand, supply and demand in, in check and at, at where they need to be in order to be profitable. I know the, your farm's also been undergoing its potato harvest. Potato. What's the ideal weather now that when you are putting those potatoes in storage? Well, uh, too warm. Um, that doesn't look like it'll be a problem moving forward. Too cold can be an issue. Uh, if you have a hard, hard freeze, if you get you know below 27, 28 degrees for a few hours, you can start freezing potatoes, and then they won't store at all. They'll, they'll, they'll break down. Uh, but then also the, the too wet is, is an issue, too. So earlier in the harvest season, you, you watch for too warm. Late in the storage season, you, you, you watch for too cold and, and uh, you try to hit that happy medium. Are you guys about done with harvest or...? By and large, we're finished. I mean, there's some there's some small chunks out there that we can run off the field that we're just kind of holding on to, uh, but it's one of those things where if, if you know, there's a forecasted freeze, we can have those out in a, a day or two. So we're 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 in pretty good shape. Our storages are are full, full, full. So that's that's the other challenge. On the Potatoes USA side of things, what's left on your agenda before you hand over the gavel? My mission right now um, in this particular year is to make sure that that we open up as many markets as we can, knowing that we have a large crop, and then to aggressively protect the reputation of the potato as we finish up the year. And as people continue to print articles that have misinformation on nutrition of the potatoes, it's important to me and I think to the, to the rest of Potatoes USA that we use science and we use studies to make sure that people understand exactly what the nutritional facts are about potatoes. And again, that's Mike Carter from Rosholt, potato farmer himself, Potatoes USA, a leader in that organization. And how can anybody not like potatoes? I love potatoes. Well, I think most people do. And why Why they would, I don't know, talk about them. I, uh, some people just want, want to cause trouble, that's for sure. So anyway, the potato harvest, pretty well in. As he said, moisture, wet weather, not a good good friend of the potato harvest. So it's a good thing they're done. Good thing. And the storage, I think. They were really talking storage and the dampness of the storage. That's rough. Yep, it is. So, again, good potato crop in Wisconsin and uh, love potatoes. All right, 530 in the morning. Rocky's going to join us. Premier Livestock next on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's get over to Premier Livestock and with the Rocky Olson joins us. Morning, Rocky. Is it raining in Lublin? It looks wet out there, so. Yeah, so be careful because, uh, you know, some places we got some flooding going on. There's fog. It's misting this morning, so take it easy wherever you're going. Well, how'd things go at the sale barn yesterday? Real good, Bob. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. Sold uh, 200 head of dairy cattle with two complete herd dispersals, both those herds being registered Holstein tie stall cows. We sold the top cows from 2200 to $3,000. Lots and lots and lots of cows from that 27 to 3000 Many others from 1800 to 2175 Top spring and heifers, extremely strong. Once again, quality was exceptional. 
1,500 all the way up to 2,950 on the spring and heifers. That Miller herd averaged 2,350. Uh, Holt Creek's cows averaged 21 and a quarter. We had a load of fresh two-year-olds from Baldson Dairy, uh, mostly Holsteins with a couple crossbreds, and them 14 fresh heifers averaged 2,600. Very, very strong market yesterday, although the quality was exceptional. We have another dairy cattle auction next week, Wednesday, November 1st. Do have a complete tie stall herd dispersal, several groups of uh, parlor freestall cows, spring and heifers. Uh, you got consignments to bring. Uh, give us a holler. We'll get them consigned for you for next week, Wednesday. Uh, just a reminder, a uh, large farm machinery auction, that's coming up already next week, Friday, November 3rd. Uh, we will, to, This Friday will be the last day that we're accepting consignments. So you have today, tomorrow to get those consignments in. Uh, visit our website for a full listing of all the consignments and items. Uh, you go to the link there, equipmentfacts.com, the stuff that's online. You can view all the items there and all the pictures. Nationwide buyers uh, through equipmentfacts.com. Questions? Give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Check out our website, premierlivestockandauctions.com. And that's how to shape it up, Bob. So it looks like there's still a little room on the lot? Yep. Yeah, it's a definitely, definitely really filled up. But, no, we got yep. room and... Bring it over today or tomorrow. All right. Sounds like a plan. Have a good one, Rocky. You too. Thanks. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock and Withy. We're going to get our weather update coming up. Fog, rain, getting colder, a lot to talk about. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Oh, does that sound good. We have salmon when we go to Alaska out there, fresh salmon, and oh, Superior Fresh. Wondering where Superior Fresh is, and uh, Jill, Mike Dandry is with us, too, over at uh, 13 First Alert Weather. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. I'm hungry now. Yeah, you ever get on the interstate at, in the evening and see that uh, building off to the side? It looks like it's purple. It almost looks like it's E.T. coming in for a landing. I vaguely know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where Superior Fresh is down there, and uh, boy, oh boy, my mouth is watering thinking about getting the grill out and making some salmon on the grill. Holy mackerel. It might, might have a little bit more uh, moisture if you do that today. Oh, yeah, I am going to say, man, fog. Down in, down that way where Superior Fresh is, down south towards Jackson County, be careful. Man, oh, man, I saw pictures of that dam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's flooding. Yeah, they got, I mean, obviously we know how much rain they got on Tuesday. There were some spots that got more than four inches of rain down there, and, well, they've reached a almost major flood stage, and in some cases they have reached major flood stage. So, yeah, be careful if you're down that way, as we are expecting more rain today and some patchy fog, too, that may impact your visibility with temperatures in the low 60s for the most part, and some embedded thunderstorms down towards that way could give way to some locally higher amounts of rainfall again. But later on tonight, some of those showers start to fizzle out. We'll dip to about the mid-40s for the most part, and then looking ahead to tomorrow, we'll start off mild, but temperatures will be falling through the afternoon with winds picking up quite a bit out of the northwest between 15 to 20 miles per hour could gust near 30 in a few locations and we continue to cool off to around the freezing point friday night into saturday and then saturday we'll start off with some cloud cover with our highs in the mid to upper 30s we also have a chance at some snow showers into the afternoon sunday partly sunny we'll have some upper 30s again monday we see more sunshine but get even colder with highs barely above the freezing point and tuesday pretty much same story so it's going to be a pretty chilly halloween with overnight lows in the low 20s and then for wednesday we rebound back to around the 40 degree mark 
with a mainly sunny sky. But right now we have some mist and a little bit of fog towards Eau Claire with a temperature of 57 degrees. So it's nice out there right now, but uh, be careful. Like I said, that uh, water is dangerous when it's flowing so fast. Yes, yes it is. All right. You got a big announcement you're going to make tomorrow? (laughs) Well, I wish that I would, but uh, real, real talk here. We couldn't find out the gender because the baby was sitting a little bit low. Oh, so, really? Yes. Now, doesn't that mean, though, I'm not a doctor, but I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night or somewhere, <laughs> or whatever they say. But doesn't that mean the baby's getting pretty close? Uh, it it like, kind of starts out low and moves up and then okay. goes and then kind of uh, goes down like head first, All so right. to speak, yeah. when it gets a little bit closer to delivery. But right. if we were close, she's only at 20 weeks, so if oh, we were well. close, I'd be a, a little worried. Yeah, well, that's good. All right, well, we wish you the best on that. We'll we'll talk to you in the morning. You too. Thanks. Uh, all right, stay dry. There he goes. That's uh, Mike Dandry over there. 13, first alert weather. And we're going to get Morgan in here and uh, find out what's going on in our news. Brought to you by the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation of Wisconsin in mourning over the loss of Jim Holt, past president from Elk Mound. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is up and at him and with us. Good morning, ma'am. Hey, good morning again. Did you uh, do that? What do they do? What do they call it? A... Uh, synthesis or something to find out what the sex of the baby is when you were having Siggy? Oh, an ultrasound? An ultrasound, yeah. Uh, no, no, I went the old-fashioned way. I wanted to be surprised. Yeah, but I think her. a lot of moms have a feeling, and I, I always say I would have been shocked if she would have come out a boy, because <laughs> I thought for <laughs> sure I was having a girl. Oh, I was well. sick every day, top to bottom of the day, front to start, and everyone says that's what daughters do to their mothers. You know, I heard that. Jill, you got daughters and sons, two of each. What did yep. you did you notice the difference when you were pregnant? Um, I actually never knew for spe- for sure what I was having, but I was right. So I mean, but I mean, but were, did your health change between boys and girls? Or I don't, don't know. You remember? I was so busy; it didn't really matter. All right. Well, anyway. I milked cows actually when I was pregnant with uh, my oldest, right up to just about having him. All right. Well, that's good. You got the kids working in the barn early. (laughs) (laughs) Put them to work. Uh, What's going on? Oh, we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our area. Good morning. And those headlines begin in Eau Claire with a double digits. Eau Claire man now has his 10th OWI. Prosecutors this week arrested and Christopher Ranney charged with a 10th OWI after they say he nearly crashed into a squad car. Said he'd been drinking, could barely stand up during the arrest with Eau Claire police claiming they found a half-empty bottle of whiskey in the SUV. Looking at the political stage, Wisconsin connects to that national vote. All of Wisconsin's Republican members of Congress support the new House Speaker. Republicans yesterday unanimously elected Mark Johnson from Louisiana as the next Speaker. Five of the state's Republican congressmen voted for Johnson, although uh, Derek Van Orden, familiar name to our area here in western Wisconsin, missed the vote. He's currently in Israel. In other headlines, we go to the woods. As expected, Wisconsin's new wolf management plan does not include a specific number of wolves. The DNR yesterday approved the new management plan. Not having a specific population number means the wolf population in Wisconsin would grow, and DNR managers say they want to focus on a range for wolves in the state instead of a specific number. And from the wolf man and howling at the moon, it's that time of year, but why do we put a knife to those pumpkins and carve them in the first place? Take a little bit of a history lesson here. It actually dates back to the 1700s. 
1700s. The Irish story starts with someone named what else? Jack. A drinker, a miser, a liar, a good-for-nothing character. Anne Eflin there, a USDA historical researcher, says the story goes that the devil was chasing Jack and Jack tripped him into a climbing a tree. And the uh, continues with saying that carving a cross into the tree meant the devil was trapped up there. When it comes to lighting him, well, it traces back to a turnip. And Jack uh, had with him a turnip that he was eating and he carved out the turnip put the ember inside and had a light that was protected from wind and rain and other things while he wanders the earth and of course we had more pumpkins than turnips here when the irish brought their tradition to america which is why we carve pumpkins but i know what you're thinking let's go back to that uh, description of jack right sounds a lot like somebody we know <laughs> a drinker a miser a liar a good-for-nothing character yeah what do you think we should uh, carve bob lanterns we had back to the bard with alex the lanterns bob also joe welke and your midwest farm report on wax 104.5 uh, I, I just couldn't uh, stop shaking my head at the resemblance there between uh, that character list in you, Bob. I don't know. That sounds like a checklist. <laughs> no, I think it looks pretty close. No yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me get the pumpkins ready. All right, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right back at you, Bob. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> there goes Morgan this morning. All right, we've got 18 minutes before 6 o'clock again. Weather's important to pay attention to right about now because we've changed from the drought of the summer to the flooding of the fall. Jackson County along the rivers, I'm sure the river down around Duran's probably a little high and uh, down across Black River, so again, be careful out there. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You like salmon? You like seafood? Um, no, not... I'll eat it, but it's not my favorite. I actually like my, uh... uh bluegills that I catch. Oh, yeah, well, that's... Those that's, are delicious. But this salmon from Superior Fresh, this is really, really good stuff. They added it at Farm Technology Days when we were here at, uh, in Eau Claire... And in 2022, man, out at Silver Spring Gardens, boy, oh boy, that was a great, great display that they had of what they're doing, raising those salmon. So again, Festival Foods, get it cut, get it fresh. All right, almost a quarter to six, we've got to get going, but uh, what else is going on in the world of agriculture we should talk about? Well, with all the activity in Congress, at least in the House, with trying to finally find a new speaker, any farm bill activity has been happening out of the limelight. House Ag Committee Chairman Glenn Thompson of Pennsylvania is working hard to find money for the bill since no new funding is expected. But his ideas aren't sitting well with leaders of the Senate Ag Committee. Thompson wants to cut $50 million from food assistant programs like SNAP, as well as USDA conservation programs. Senator Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, who leads the Senate Ag Committee, says those ideas are non-starters for the new farm bill. SNAP benefits now take about 8 of every $10 in farm bill spending. Many in Washington now say getting a farm bill done before the end of the year isn't very likely. And you don't know what priority this new Speaker of the House, Mr. Johnson, will have as far as a farm bill when we've got uh, Ukraine, Israel, you've got uh, all kinds of other issues keeping the government open past the middle of November. When and uh, how soon they might get to it, and how soon both Thompson and Stabenow might get a farm bill actually written so other legislators can look at it. So a lot still needs to be done. Quarter to six. Market's coming up on wax. Again, 57 degrees, foggy out there, a little moisture, and the waters are running over their banks in some places. So be careful. 
feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's 14 minutes before 6 o'clock and 57 degrees out there, but we need to go to Barren Equity and hear from Brittany. For fed cattle... High yielding choice Holstein steers sold 155 to 162.50. Choice Holstein steers were 150 to 154, and unfinished steers and heifers were 149 and down. As for cold cows, the top 20% sold from 90 to 105, 60% sold from 69 to 89, and the bottom 20% sold 68 and down. As for our cold bulls, they sold from 105 to 116, topping at 118. Our next and last sheep and goat small animal sale of the year is November 11th. It is the second Saturday due to deer season and Thanksgiving. If you have any questions or would like someone to come to your farm and look at livestock, please contact us at 715-537-5618. This has been Brittany with your Equity Baron Market Report. Thank you and have a great day. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Joe, we better go south and see what the old yawner had for a sale yesterday. <laughs> Somebody pointed that out to me yesterday or the day before that hut kind of yawns when he does part of his market report. Isn't that where we're going? Uh, yeah, let's go to Sparta Equity and hear from Hot Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady to lower today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 176 to 184. Topping at 186 today. Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 165 to 175. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 160 to 178. The Highland Choice Holstein Steers 155 to 162. Topping at 165. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 144 to 154 with unfinished steers. Heifers and Heavy Steers dollar to $1.43. Cow market steady quality. Beef slaughter cows up to $1.20. The Highland Slaughter dairy cows, 95 to 110. The cutters and utilities, 79 to 94. With a low yield in canner cows, 33 to 78 cents. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar 15. With a thin, full of bulls over 2,200 pounds discount at 99 cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, October 30th. With our new start time starting at 1130. Starting with hogs, followed by calves. Fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is Hut aiming at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's go over to the Equity Stratford Sale Barn where Jerry Fitzgerald always had an interesting look on things. What if all this rain was snow? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, there's probably some people, what did they even suggest that for? Come on, we got too much work to do yet. But we've been talking about down by Black River Falls and places, uh, even over way over in central Wisconsin, some of these roads are flooded, right? Well, I know uh, Highway N um, west of Edgar is closed. Uh, I, I'm assuming that, uh, I was reading something yesterday on the website, doesn't sound like they're going to open it up because apparently there was some rather significant damage to the blacktop and stuff, and I know exactly where that is, of course. So if anybody's listening, planning to come to Sail Barn today, you might have to detour around a little bit because uh, Anna's a pretty good road there. You know, a lot of people use it. So That's for sure, but not today they're not going to use it. Well, how's the market been going so far this week? Well, why don't we tell the folks about it? Bob, thank you, and a good morning to everyone. A little summary from yesterday, uh, Wednesday here at Equity Strat. We'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. A lighterweight beef steers and heifers yesterday selling mostly from $1.80 to two fifty. Your middleweight cattle, uh, they're selling middleweight beef steers and heifers from 160 to two fifteen. Heavier short-term cattle, mostly 140 to 180 Now, in the Holstein line, uh, lighterweight Holsteins from 130 up to top of $2 a pound on some very uh, fancy lighterweight Holsteins yesterday. Uh, most of the rest of the Holsteins selling between $1.30 and $1.65. Uh, 
Now on the market auction yesterday, um, fleshy Holstein and beef cows selling from 96 to 117. Extreme top on some very high yielding beef cows at 124. Uh, most of the cows 70 to 95. That's your average cows. The majority of the cows are selling in that range. And thinner cows like carcass weight cars. Cows seventy dollars and below on the Fed cattle trade yesterday. Your choice grading Holstein steers are at one forty four to one sixty. High yielding choice and strictly prime Holsteins from one sixty to one sixty six. Select grading cattle under finished cattle one thirty eight and below. Bull trade. Your better quality bulls are selling in the range from one hundred four to one eighteen. Lighter bulls ninety seven and below. Uh, calf market is here in the middle of the week. Good quality replacement Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds from 200 to 380. Heifer calves mostly from 75 to 120. Beef calves here in the middle of the week from 350 to 600. We are at Thursday. We get started this morning, 11 o'clock. Market auction today. Of course, we sell market cattle and baby calves. We get to those after the lunch hour. Just want to remind you folks again of the uh, uh, certified organic Black Angus cattle dispersal uh, Wednesday, November 1st here at Equity Stratford as part of the feeder cattle auction next Wednesday. Again, uh, complete the dispersal here. Top quality Black Angus cattle here. Heifers and cows. And also there will be a few... uh, non-organic cattle with that herd but uh, and again a good opportunity whether you're the you've got uh, organic beef cattle or just the plain conventional some very good uh, very good cattle here that, again that'll be next wednesday information on our website equity co-op click on the stratford page and bob with that we'll turn it back to you and stay dry and uh, i don't know i wasn't paying much attention to the weather for it it's kind of a dreary rainy day again today you bet and it's going to stay that way for a while and then get colder. Uh, high school football tomorrow night uh, should escape chance of rain early, and uh, hopefully high school football will be played without a whole lot of rain. But uh, we will wait and see. They'll play. Well, and I was uh, I got to check up on this, too, but not that I probably wouldn't be going. But I know there was a couple games they had uh, re- well, they moved the site to a different place, so I don't know what the reason for that was, but I think the Stratford game got moved. I'm not sure I'll have to check yeah. on that. Yeah, they'll move it for weather or whatever the case may be, but good luck to all the teams still in it. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You guys have a nice day also. Thank you. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Sale Barn. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And our market's being brought to you by the folks at Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Board of Trade was lower yesterday. Corn, beans, wheat were all down. For corn and beans, the influence was rain in South America as they're planting in Brazil and Argentina right now. December corn overnight down another two cents at 478. The oats down a nickel at 388. The wheat down three at 565. January soybeans up a penny overnight at 1310. Meal for December down six dollars a ton at $423.20 at the country elevators today. Northside elevator loyal location new crop corn is at 437 with beans at 1212. And in Arcadia corn is at 437 with soybeans at 1222. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location, corn's at 426 with beans at 1220. And Connorsville, corn's at 431 with soybeans at 1215. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump corn today, 441. At Baldwin, corn is 431, beans 1211. Duran, 426 on the corn, 1201 on the beans. Mondovi's 431 and 1206. At Elmwood, 436, the corn will cash, 1211 for the soybeans. Fall Creek, 426 and 1201. In Osseo, the corn is 441 a bushel. Soybeans, 1211. Out at Fall Creek, 426 corn, 1221 beans. Sparta, Melrose Farm Service, corn, 432. 
beans 1206, Ellsworth corn 416, beans 1191, ethanol plants today, Boyceville corn 441, Stanley 436, and the Richmond grain facility 431. Barrel cheese down three and a half yesterday, dollar seventy. Blocks down a cent and a quarter, one seventy three. Butter down six and a half cents, three thirty a pound. October class three up a penny, sixteen eighty nine. November down twelve at seventeen fifty five. December down eighteen, seventeen thirty eight. January down thirteen, seven seventy seventeen seventy two. And February down six, eighteen eleven. And again, be careful out there. We've been telling you about a little fog out there, but uh, with all this rain, a lot of these rivers are over their banks. Some roads are being uh, closed because of flooding. So be careful because there's a chance of, uh, well, we're seeing some more rain already again this morning across the listening area. So be careful. We get to be about 61 today. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.